Marina Scorciani, I'm at Lottie's, and you're listening to Meet Us at Molly's, and I'm excited about today's show, because it's going to rock. going to be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's going to be a hell of a ride. Welcome back, everybody, to Meet Us at Molly's, episode 71. As always, I'm one of your hosts. My name is Bryna, and with me is Gina. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean... Sorry, guys, we didn't get an episode up last week. I mean, but, you know, that thing called life, it's summer. Um, we we both moved, both yeah. of us, into different places of residence. Yeah, same week. Um, kind of crazy. Same week. Yeah. Totally crazy. So it's been a stressful, like, week, week and a half of our lives, but we're back. We're here. And tonight we are talking about... Something not really Chicago-related, but we're going to make it Chicago-related because... We take, can. Well, we can, and, like, take it back <laughs> to when... G, like, the reason Gina and I became friends, like, the reason I started talking to Gina ever is because of the night shift. Do you remember that? I didn't think it was because of the night shift. I thought it was because of the Chicago's. Like, you no. just tweeted me and were like, do I need to watch this? And I was like, yes. Yes, no. you do. Well, that, no, that was after... So you did, like, back, God, that was the been pre-season three. You did interview, you did an interview with JR, Lemon. I did. And he is, like, my, Kenny is, like, my favorite, Kenny and Drew are, like, my favorite characters on the Night Shift. So I read it, I don't know how I found it, but because probably because I was looking for anything Night Shift at that point. And I read it, and I was, like, and I think I tweeted, and he was, like, this was really good. And then it was, like. One Chicago and, like, One Tree Hill and, like, all the things. But it started because of the night shift. Oh, that's funny. I, yeah, I just skipped right to the part where we started talking Chicago. Because <laughs> then Cause I was, that did yeah. happen. Because you were the one that, that got me like the one Chicago. Yeah. Question. Yeah. Yeah, you were like, I see you like these Chicago shows. Should I watch? And I was like, yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, no. But so this is literally the reason we became friends, like. I mean, and also, I remember, like, right after that season three ended, and, like, when Chicago was coming back, we were like, if, for some reason, the night shift doesn't get picked up, like, we just want TC to be airlifted to Chicago, and, like, we had this whole crossover plan, so we're going to talk about that, but we're also just going to talk about this great show that was canceled way too soon. It was a little underdog show on NBC, so we're going to talk about that. But first, though, take this as like our one. This is we, we're considering doing more episodes like this, too. But this is one of our recommendations of shows you should binge. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I know yeah. a lot of people you, I know a lot of people don't like it or didn't give it enough of a chance in season one. So there was definitely some things I think in later seasons that were much stronger. And so we're going to talk about all of that. Um yeah, but first, we're going to talk in- about some news, because we actually have news, Gina. We actually have some One Chicago news. It's like, <laughs> not Christmas, but the more news that keeps coming down, I'm like running around singing that Christmas song, and I'm like, it's the most wonderful time <laughs> of the year. Yeah, you know? like- okay, so if today is the 19th, so we're recording this on Thursday. All the shows just went back to filming today, so there's been like tons of pictures and videos and stuff. 
plus these casting notices that we got this earlier this week. I mean, it's literally just been like the best week. Really has. It just it's today's like the first day of school and everybody's back and it's just everybody's been posting things. Except for med. Where is where where are the med people? The only person that has posted Roland. Do they just not get cell service in that studio? Like, what's the deal? I don't know. But you, like you just said, Fire and we PD were super active today. Well, it's funny. Like you said there before we were recording, I was like, I'm just glad to know that med is like alive and functioning. And then you were like, what did you say? <laughs> there were like two things. One, at least we know they're like back and, you know, actually on set. And two, at least Roland is in the first episode. So. Yes. Yes. That's all good things yes. in our book. And Roland, if you are out there, we want to hear all about your trip to Europe. Yeah. Just saying. Where's that blog? Right? Where's that vlog? I don't know. Because he had told us when he came on that he was going to Italy and it just turned out he was like all over Europe. I want to hear all about this trip. Seriously. Come back on and just like tell us about your trip. For real. It'll just be an episode called like Catching Up with Roland. (laughs) But actually though. But actually though. He's going to be like, guys, like seriously, we're like, no, we're friends. Like (laughs) that's how this works. Yeah. We are friends. Just come have beer or whatever your drink of choice is while we (laughs) hang out like hang out and yeah it'll be glorious it'll be great um but no so we do like we said besides all the pictures and stuff we do actually have some casting news so the first thing that we got was for chicago pd and Anne h did i say that right h you did okay is set to recur in season six um, Hayes will play Department Superintendent Catherine Brennan, who is smart to the point and political, but often self-serving, a cunning and formidable opponent. She always keeps her wits about her. And that's from Deadline. So she's Lady Woods. Yeah, pretty much. Basically. She sounds like Lady Denny. <sighs> and I thought we got rid of Denny. I thought we were done with this shit. Well, I'm not opposed to it, though. I mean, you know, I thought Denny was a pretty fantastic villain. No, I agree. It's just like two seasons in a row. If she's almost going to be exactly identical, like I'm wait, I'll be waiting to see what the twist is that doesn't make her exactly oh, for identical. Sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's just at this point, it's just so early. Again, the first day of filming that the speculation game is just in full force. Yeah. But, I mean, but, you know. all for another female character, so. Hell yeah. Yeah. So. You know what? I won't lie, though. When I saw that article, uh, it dropped on, like, a Friday night or something. It was a really weird time for that article to drop that we were, like, you know, going about our lives. And we were like, wait, news. Ah, crap. And in my mind, I was like, I wonder if she's a family member or something. And then my brain was like, what if she's Voight's sister? And then I was just like, stop. Where did that come from? It came from my brain. Okay. And these, this article dropped at a very odd time. (laughs) Voight's sister, man. I was excited that we got the first bit of news in months. Yeah. Crazy. Um, so the next one though, comes from Chicago Medland and it is Heather Headley? 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 I'm going to go with Headley. Um, I think it's Headley, but the Broadway fans out there will definitely let us know because she's big time in Broadway. Yes. Um, to recur in season four. So basically, Headley was on in the season three finale. She plays Gwen Garrett, and she's going to be the, no- the new COO of MED. 
Um, she's a Harvard graduate who's been hired to rein in costs and obviously finds herself quickly clashing with Goodwin. Um, so basically, she's just going to be a more of a presence in season four, which I guess we we kind of figured just because we met her in season three and kind of the way it's set up, like, kind of seemed like she was going to be around. But this is just more confirmation that she's actually coming back. Um, hey, hey, Bryna. Yeah. Did we uh, did did we just find Outwater's love interest? What makes you say she's going to be Outwater's love interest? Uh, nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. I just saw the picture and I was like, she'd be good with that water. Yeah, but like, honestly, if someone's clashing with Goodwin, I don't want them to be with that water. Why not? Because who, why would I want someone who is going to clash with Goodwin? We're all one big, one Chicago uh, fam. That is true. I forgot she was going to try and fuck with the fam. Yeah, she tries to fuck with the fam. The fam is extended to PD and Fire. And, and, yeah, the fam is all three shows. I mean, I forgot. Ain't nobody mess with our clique, like. No. No, Yeah, so. I actually know the song you're referencing, by the way. (laughs) I just couldn't tell you who sings it, but I know it. (laughs) I love that. Um, but yeah, so no, but if I was, if, and if I want Atwater with anyone from Med, I want it to be Maggie. So. I, I would go down with that ship. I'm still holding out hope for that, but. Just. It's going to be a lot. Atwater, a love interest, 2K18. Just. Yeah, Yeah, we've had to move. not picky. We bumped it up a year. We were at Give Water and Atwater a love interest 2K17, and now we've bumped it up to 2K18. We will have campaigns ready for every single year, okay? Like, give water and or give out water a love interest, like, season 20. We're, we're ready. <laughs> well, and it's funny, like, I mean, obviously, um, Chicago Hears event round two has been pushed to September 2019. But if we're still at 2019 at this point, I feel like we need to come in with, like, buttons and, like, campaign posters, like, go full oh, out, yeah. full force on a campaign. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> oh, so funny. <laughs> so funny. If we ever get around to making merch, ooh, idea. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Aside from, we'll have a shirt that says the fucking couch, and then we'll have another <laughs> one that's like, give out water or love interest 2K, okay. like, insert ear here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, such a good idea. Such a good idea. <laughs> but, yeah, but I think that's, I mean, thoughts, feelings about, coming back like i mean like we said it was kind of expected um i'm cool with it just you know just because she's a female walking into the hospital doesn't mean that connor rhodes has to hook up with her just putting that out into the universe yes seriously though for real there is only room for one severide in the chicago universe and he has beautiful blue eyes and he is on chicago fire so let's just keep it that way yeah, but honestly, at this point, I feel like they're like, well, that Severide is dormant because he's, you know, in a, currently, at least, currently in a happy relationship with Stella. So, like, we need somebody to be sleeping around. So, they're like, why not it be Rhodes? No. I know. And we're, we're all like, no, don't do it. <laughs> no, maybe if we put it out into the universe, it won't happen. We don't want Rhodes to become the next Severide. We don't want Rhodes to become the next Severide. Like, <laughs> ugh. Yeah. And was there yeah. anything from the first day goodies that you wanted to mention? 
specifically? I mean, we just got so many awesome pictures and yeah, we just we got pictures, we got Where was the today, picture? The... Where was the cast, the PD cast photo from? So, I want to see that came from Eric LaSalle's Instagram. I like was trying to find it and I couldn't find it, but I couldn't either, but, I mean, it was out there on Twitter, so I was like, fuck, yeah, it actually exists. I just don't know where it originally existed from. Yeah, I was like, I, I was think like, it was Eric's Instagram. I was like, well, let me check everyone, like, cast-wise, and, like, I couldn't find it. And I was like, well, obviously Gina didn't just, like, get it sent to her, so, like. <laughs> I photoshopped it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, she's not, like, I mean, yeah, I was just like, I don't know. I mean, it came from somewhere, but I was trying to find it, and I, like, couldn't find it. And last night when you sent it to me, I was, like, even just, like, searching the hashtags on Twitter. I, like, just could not find it anywhere. I was like, where did this photo come from? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is LaSalle's Instagram. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it's Eric LaSalle's Instagram. Gotcha. Okay. I was going to say. Family photo, Family which is photo. my favorite. Also, oh, yes. I know something I wanted to mention from Marina's Instagram story today. The yeah. Jay possibly undercover first episode. Possibly, unless he just decided not to shower after season five. I don't know. And but yes. Ditch his style. I don't even know what to call it. But whatever. <laughs> ditch, but because that was terribly, terribly put together outfit, if not. But. <laughs> Yeah, he he was he was looking a little rough in that video, but I think what was Marina's option? She's like, is Jay undercover or modeling the new line for Yeezy? <laughs> that was a great, great line. Yeah, but yeah, and that so was it was Burgess good. and Atwater and Jay all together, like all the faves. The Burgewaters riding together. Oh, <sighs> so here for that. Yeah, so here for it. I'm here for all of it. Just come back to us. But actually, though, have we ever seen them as partners in the unit? We haven't, have they? Not, like, official partners. We've seen them do things together. Like, we've seen them go on, you know, like, go interrogate this guy together. And, you know, we've we've seen little bits like that, but we've never seen that, that. We've never seen them be like, you know, you are partners. Yeah. Oh, I would be here for that. I'd be so here for that. Yeah. But no, so I think that's it. I mean, as always, if you guys see any news, I mean, chances are there's so little news that, like, we're not going to, everyone's going to be talking about it, so we probably wouldn't miss it. Right, we probably wouldn't miss it if there was news, but obviously it's going to start ramping up some point soon, hopefully, um, if in the next month, I would assume, but... Yeah, as always, you know where to send it. Our DMs on Twitter, our email, meet us at mollys at gmail.com, all the things. All of the things. All the things. But yeah, so. Did you also see, yes. did you see the photo of Patty taking down the perp on the Oh, PD's yeah, Instagram? wearing plaid. Well, yeah, because, I mean, if Patty takes somebody down and he's not wearing plaid, did he even take somebody down? Nope. Does, no. does Adam Rusick own any any shirt besides dress blues and like you know dress attire like any actual like casual day outfit that is not plaid that is such a good question um he owns a couple of solid v-necks i think but other than that i think it's all plaid i really think it's all plaid we need to like do the adam rusick challenge and like identify how many times he has not worn plaid we should start that this year oh my god we should yes. actually start that this year. 
We should totally start that. Um, the Adam Rusick <laughs> challenge. Or just make a drinking game. We still need to make our drinking game. We have a lot of things we want to do this summer. Yeah, we do. It's just, you know, sometimes the pitfalls of living, you know, X amount of miles apart. I know. We can't just be like, we're taking Saturday to like do all the podcast things. If only. But I yes. Know, if only. Uh, first day of school. First day of school. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but with that being said, okay. So we're going to talk about, like we said earlier, one of our favorite shows. And Ashley, if Ashley was here too, Ash, one of Ashley's favorite shows. I mean, the three of us love this show so much. Um, so The Night Shift, if anyone's not familiar with it, was created by Gabe Sachs and Jeff Judah. It launched, or it premiered, launched, not launched. It premiered in 2014, and unfortunately, it was canceled this past October. So it was around for four seasons, but not even really, like, not even really four seasons. Like, the first season is eight episodes, and then it went up to, like, I think 14, and then it was, like, at 10 for the last two seasons. So, like, if you're looking to binge it, it's a really quick binge. Yeah, and it's a summer show, so that's why it had such a small episode order. But didn't season but, two, wasn't it season two when it came back in, like, mid-season? I don't remember it ever coming back I'm double-checking this right now. Yeah, so because I have the Wikipedia page up, because I was like, we're going to probably have the <laughs> reference. So season two, it was on from February to May. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, in 2015 it was on. And because I remember that, because I remember, I think I came in late. Like, I think I only caught, like, the last, like, two or three episodes. Because at that point I would have been in school. Like, I was in college. And so, like, I missed it. And I was like, I didn't know this was coming back. What the hell? Like, how did I miss this? And then I, like, binged it. And then I caught, like, the last two or three live. But, yeah, it was a mid-season. I don't know why it ended up being mid-season that year. And that was the one, the season with the most episodes. So that season was 14 episodes. Interesting. Yeah, but otherwise, it was a summer show. It was the best summer show. It was so good. So underrated. Really? That was, I mean, I think what turned a lot of people off, because I've heard, I mean, nobody I know watches it, which is why I think when I found you and you had done that interview, I was like, oh my God, people who like this show, like, I need to talk about it. Um. But I think what I heard from a lot of people was just, like, the medical stuff wasn't as good, and it was hard to get into, and then you obviously added on top of, like, all the other medical shows that are around, and, I mean, now, like, going back and watching it, I think the show only got stronger, like, I definitely think there were some kinks to work out in season one, which is why I'm glad it didn't get canceled after season one, but I thought it just got stronger as it went. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's why with some of these shows, I get so frustrated when they get canceled after one season. Pitch is a prime example of that because yeah. every show's got to work out the kinks after season one. You can even go back to Chicago Fire and find points in their season one where, you know, they had to find their footing. So they had to bounce around a lot until they found it. And so this was a show that for sure in season one, you knew it was on to something fantastic it just needed a little bit more time to iron it out. And then it did. And it was fantastic. Well, in eight episodes for season one, like, that's not a lot of time to air to figure out those kinks and, like, figure out, right. like, what didn't work. And I think the hard thing, too, and, like, we can talk about it later when we talk about, like, more characters and stuff, was because it's a summer show, there was constantly turnover in terms of, like, who didn't come back the next season. Like, 
you think of like season one, you had Landry. Do you even remember? Do you remember Landry? Well, of course I remember Landry. That was Anna from One Tree Hill. Huh? Landry. Yes, I remember her because she was she played Anna on One Tree Hill in season two. I forget. I don't remember. I used it, Anna, and you just said season two, and I was like, see, I literally can't tell you the last time I watched season two of One Tree Hill. She was Anna in season two of One Tree Hill. Sorry, my brain gets excited when I hear One Tree Hill. We know this by now. Well, I didn't, like I said, I can't tell you the last time I watched a single episode of season two of One Tree Hill, so it's a, there's a reason I don't remember that character. No, I hear you. <laughs> I uh, drunkenly watched season six last week, and it was great. Um, but that's beside the point. Yeah, but anyway, I do remember Landry. Okay, but anyway, Landry is like the perfect example. So someone who was in season one didn't come back for whatever reason. I'm sure she got cast in something else over, like, pilot season or whatever. Didn't come back for season two, and then, like, was never mentioned again. And then it happened with characters from season two to three, and three to four. So, like, there was constant turnover with characters, and, like, it, I think that was, I mean, not, again, that's a production issue. That's not, like, a writing issue. But, like, that is something I think that hurt them a little bit. But, I mean, otherwise, I mean, like I said, I think it got stronger. I mean, we're going to talk about why we thought it was great and all the things. But, I mean, yeah, just such a good show. Yeah, very, very good. Very, very underrated. Quick binge. All of the things. Okay. Also, uh, yes. T- touch on the military aspect. What? I was gonna say, go ahead and touch on the military. Aspect. Oh, yeah. That's what I. That's where I was going. Cause that, I think to me, that's what made this show. Like, mm-hmm. I like it was more than just a medical show. Like, honestly, I never watched it for the medicine. I thought the concept was cool that like everything happened at night and like whatever and that there were some there were definitely cases that like I hadn't seen before and I thought it wasn't as like it was never anything like too crazy or too unbelievably too unbelievable medically but that's like not why I watched it and not why I got invested in it so the biggest thing about the night shift if you're not familiar with it is this military veteran representation aspect So a majority of the characters, not every character, but a majority of the characters either currently still serve and, like, had just come back from war or were veterans from a couple years past. Like, a lot of characters had military ties. The show was set in San Antonio, Texas, and they were right around a military base. Isn't that right? Or near-ish? I don't remember, actually. I would imagine so. Yeah, there. I mean, there's there are military bases between San Antonio and obviously where I am in in, in North Texas. Right. But yeah, maybe that's the case. That's that I don't remember, unfortunately. Yeah, but so there's just a lot of military representation in the show, and I mean, like I said, three main characters had ties to the military. Um, but I also think one of the things that I think they did better and what made them different from other military shows is that this show really was a focus on veterans doing veterans doing things when they came back from service that weren't always explicitly tied to the military yeah like they were doctors and like obviously they were had been doctors they were all all the characters that were once in the military were doctors overseas but, like, they were doing things, like, they weren't just, like, 
someone who had been in the army and was continuing to be in the army for the rest of their lives. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, they weren't living on a base for the rest of their lives. Like, they were actually veterans who had come back, gotten jobs as doctors, and, you know, were living successful lives. And I think that's a part of the military veteran representation that is unfortunately very lacking in the media. Like, I feel like a lot of times when you see a show about the military, it is, like, a battle it is like it drops you in the middle of like Afghanistan or it drops you in the middle of Iraq or wherever else it is um, or like it's on an army base or whatever. But like it's never about veterans and their lives like and the successful like, you know, them getting jobs afterward that don't have anything to do with the military. And that's why I thought this show did a lot. Um, and I don't know why that is. I don't know why a lot of shows do focus on that other part of the military, but that's where I thought this added something to the conversation. I feel like this show presented the military aspect in a way that was completely original that you don't see on TV in any other way, shape, or form. Agree. And I think, so, going off of that, so, The Night Shift was actually one of the first programs to be certified by Got Your Six, which is an initiative that highlights projects that portray veterans accurately and responsibly Um, And each of the certified six projects helps to create like a new cultural narrative surrounding veterans and portraying them as the assets and leaders that they are. Um, So they originally got certified specifically for episode 212, which is the episode where they had like Michelle Obama and Jill Biden come on and like give that speech or that speech about thanking them for all they did and blah, blah, blah. And I don't remember exactly what they said in that speech. But I remember that episode. I just I didn't think it was season two. That was earlier than I remember. But yeah, I do remember that episode. Yeah, it was just so good. Do you think we should should we run down the characters maybe and just kind of give everybody a an overview of like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, do, let's yeah, because I want to talk about Drew and T.C. Topher. So I think we can talk about the main characters and then we can come back to military stuff. Um, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So if we're talking about. Okay. I try to think of where, what, which character should we start with? Should we start with TC? Just because he's TC? So, yeah, I think we should start with TC. And the only reason is that um, I feel like the majority of people who don't know the show will remember the show by its season one key art. The poster, the initial poster for this show had TC on a motorcycle in the halls of the hospital. And I think that might jog your memory and make you be like, oh, that show. I don't remember that. Oh, I will find it for you. I will find it. Um, But yeah, let's start off with TC. Because I I feel like the way the show was presented was it was one of those like renegade doctor shows of like, here comes TC, the medical maverick. But it was so much more than that. Yeah. So like you said, it kind of starts with TC. And TC is he's a former army medic. Um, yeah, I mean, he comes in and he's like known as kind of like the delinquent bad boy, you know, has this reputation. He's frequently butting, breaking rules and butting heads and all of these things. Um, and he, like at the beginning you meet him and like he's butting heads mainly with his ex-girlfriend and obviously the person who is newly appointed head of the night shift, Jordan. And then that's kind of where his tension starts and whatever, 
But I think one of the things we're talking, going back to army stuff too, is like the army stuff starts and like you learn about TC. Oh, that key art. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen that before. I haven't seen Sorry. that in a long time. <laughs> Look at Topher. What's he doing on the ground here? Like, do you see that? What is he doing? What are any what of the them hell doing? Is this? No, for sure. And look at Ragosa. He's trying to like summon the force or something. Can you see it? <laughs> yeah. What the hell are any of them doing in that picture? We will definitely have to post that on our Twitter when this episode goes live. Oh anyway, sorry. Go on. No. Yeah. But so the way they kind of introduce TC and talk about his army pass is because in season one, especially, but I mean, it's something that continues throughout is that TC initially exhibits PTSD-type symptoms. And you don't really figure it out until a little bit later on, but you find out that it's because he watched his brother die right in front of him in the battlefield. And so there's obviously a whole big stuff that comes out from that, and then, you know, the fact that that's ended up, his PTSD has ended ended up breaking him and Jordan up when when he first got back from the war, and there's, again, all kinds of stuff with that. But that's really where the whole military aspect kicks in is because TC is going through PTSD and he's going through the motions, but he's never really gotten the help that he needed to for it. Um, right. But TC is a great character. He is. He is. He has his moments where you're just like, I want to punch you. But that's that's what I feel is so good about the show is that these characters are not perfect, which is I, I love shows like that when the characters are seriously flawed and you're just like okay well doing the best they can he kind of reminds me of severide like willing like kind of this bad boy reputation you know sleeps around all those things but at the end of the day he cares so much about the work that he's doing and the people that he's helping to save that like fuck the rules fuck the system like if it means helping save somebody then he's all for it yeah so yeah absolutely that's a good way to put it yeah. So then I guess we'll go, since I already mentioned her, so then we'll go to Jordan. Jordan. Ugh. Yeah, I love Jordan. I know. Um, so as I mentioned, Jordan in, like, early on is TCX's girlfriend. I mean, eventually they become a thing again, and that's a whole different conversation. But, and so in first season, she's head of the, like, night shift. And, yeah, so she, at the time when we first meet her, she's dating Scott, who is played by our favorite person, well, one of our favorite people, Scott Wolf. And Scott Wolf. <laughs> your face as you said that. I'm sorry. I, I had the pleasure of interacting with this cast multiple times, and one of these times I interviewed the cast at ATX Festival. Scott Wolf has some of the most incredible blue eyes I've ever seen. I know. I mean, they're pretty up there. And I know I say that a lot, but, like, they're pretty up there. I know. They're up there. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, so at the time she's dating Scott, but, of course, it's one of those things where she still has feelings for TC, and so that's a whole thing, and yada, yada, yada. But one of the reasons I always love Jordan is because she's very much just, like, take no prisoners like again kind of like tc like not to the same extent of tc is like fuck the system but like she definitely has her moments of like no the system's broken and like i need to you know as 
my role at that point or like as someone who has a chance to change things like we need to figure this out and like do better because our patients are suffering from whatever reason um right but she's very headstrong you know she has herself together for the most part um she's just again great character great yeah and i like how she stands her ground but still remains compassionate yes agree like that's that's a really good point about jordan she would fit right in at chicago med she really she would i would yeah. love to she see and maggie i would love to see her though with natalie like see how because i feel like like you were saying at the same time like they're both very compassionate but natalie as we know is a very like think first no not think first act first think later kind of character yeah and jordan is not Right. And I feel like that would be an interesting dynamic to see them work on a case together. She and Natalie would definitely butt heads, but I think she and Maggie would just, like, they would get each other. Oh, for sure. For sure. But mm-hmm. I think, okay, so as we talked about, before we move on to other characters, I think we should, let's just go ahead. Let's talk about TC and Jordan together as a couple because. Yes, let's. They were, they're pretty great. Um I think my favorite thing always about TC and Jordan, regardless of whether they were together or not, is that, regard, like I said, regardless of whatever they were, they were always there for each other and supported one another. Absolutely. Like, that was at the core. It had always been about support. Again, even in season one when TC is going through all of his PTSD stuff and they're not technically together, like, she was always still there for him. Right. And no matter what they went through, I mean, their their history was too much to ever break them, no matter what they went through. Right. And then, so, lost my train so we, of thought. we were talking about Jordan. Shall we talk about Drew? Yeah. Let's, okay. So, basically, TC and Jordan are a great couple. Jordan is great. Let's talk about Drew, who is honestly, I think, my favorite character. Same, same, same. Gina, why did you love Drew so much? I love Drew because he is so nuanced. And one of the biggest revelations that comes out in the middle of episode one um, is that Drew's gay. He is in the Army Reserves, and we find out midway through that he's gay. And when I first saw the episode, I was like, come on, it's 2014. Why did they make this such a big reveal? But they made it such a big reveal because he's in the military. But the way that they develop this relationship with Rick, Rick, who is, he starts as Drew's boyfriend, is beautiful. And I mean, it's not that I want to pit two ships against each other, but if you're asking me who I prefer between Jordan and TC and Drew and Rick, it's Drew and Rick. Oh, 100%. And I think, but the thing, the reason I would put, and like, I remember, like, I hesitated to put Drew and Rick on my top 10 for a very long time is because Rick, played by Luke McFarlane, was not a re- Like, he was, like, in and out. He'd be, like, here for two episodes, and then you wouldn't see him till the end of a season the next time. And, like, he just wasn't around as much as I wish he had been. Because if they had gotten around him around on a semi-permanent basis, like, just imagine the greatness that that would have been. Well, I think the the minute that I was like, oh, they know what they're doing with this couple. Do you remember how Drew just, 
I don't want to say like came out to the hospital, but do you remember how when Drew like threw caution to the wind and was like, fuck it, this is who I am? Do you remember how that happened? When he came out by kissing Rick in front of all Rick's military buds before Rick gets his leg amputated? Yes. Yeah. That, yes. I, I rewatched that scene before we did this like a couple days ago and I still cried. I mean, it's it's beautiful it's and it's the most. It's a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of growth for Drew and and it, we're only in the first season and it's a lot of growth for him. I mean, it's it's fantastically done. But do you remember? Okay, so then season two, like he still had a lot of ways to go because do you remember? Like he was okay being out to like close friends and fa- like the hospital family, but he still wasn't okay with it in public. So when like they break up in the middle of season two and then when drew gets like applauded as being a hero because he stopped someone from being shot and more people being shot at that military gala and then like yeah he gets like covered on the news and they like find out about it and rick gives him an ultimatum and rick's like you know i saw it on the news like i don't that didn't bother me i'm fine but like and i want to be back together with you but like we have to be out like to everybody and then Drew, like, yeah. still had to take that step and, like, go. It, it's just so good. This was such a well-done ship. It really So well done. It really was. And I just think it's crazy. Like, and I think one of the reasons I love it so much is because, like I said, they didn't have that much time, like, on air. Because Luke McFarlane was in a bunch of different projects at the same time. So when they got him... They could only get him for, you know, like, a couple episodes here and there at a time. But, like, when they got him, they used him so well. And they didn't waste any scenes with Drew and Rick as, like, filler. Just, like, oh, we're going to give them some, like, cute lovey-dovey moments here. Blah, 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 blah. Like, every moment that that couple got on screen pushed them forward. When did they become top ten material for you? I think I I don't even think it was a matter of when. I think they were always top 10 material for me. I think it was more when I was reflecting back on my top 10 and I was like adding couples in and like deciding who I wanted to take out. I was just more like I shipped them so passionately. Like that's what I started using as my criteria for my top 10 was like how passionately in the moment when that show was on or is still on, like did I ship them like so passionately that I was like looking things up on Tumblr, like watching YouTube videos of them again on like over and over again. And like, and that I did that more with Drew and Rick than I ever did with TC and Jordan. Wait, is there like, actual tumblr stuff on there for the night shift not really but there are some youtube videos okay i gotta go looking man. but like i was just talking about like in general like in terms of like trying to find things like because i was so desperate for it um and then i think if we're talking though about drew and rick like again we'll talk about more of the main characters in a second but like we have to bring in brianna because like brianna Oh my god. I just imagine that little family just living so happily ever after. Yeah, it's Ugh. it's actually the best. So in season three, they add in Brianna, who is a patient. Um, she was in a car accident with her foster mom, and her foster mom ends up passing. But she has CF, and she 
Drew ends up getting attached to her and basically they end up at the end of season three adopting her and becoming this like happy little family. But it's perfect. It's oh my God. The cutest thing. Like they are just like all the, my, one of my favorite scenes is so after she gets like her new lungs at the end of season three and she like wakes up and they're like sitting by her bed. Um, and like, so it's like Sid and Drew and Rick and like Paul's in there too and she's like meet Sid for the first time and she's like you're prettier than I Drew told me about and she's like come on Brianna like knock it off and she's like yeah but like Drew likes boys so it's all okay <laughs> it's like one of my favorite I love it it's oh, they're just like the cutest family I love them so much I loved the moment when once it was like official like yeah there she was their daughter when they were in the jeep and they just decided to like go get ice cream or something oh. and Brianna was so happy Oh, oh, my God. They were the best. Just, they did such a good job with that couple. Such a good job. And what about the um, the proposal? It wasn't really a proposal, though, when, like, both of them were going to propose to each other yes. at the same time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh. They're just, Drew and Rick are seriously amazing. Yeah. I, I love them very much. They were so I, I wrote in, like, our thing, like, the best of the best of the best. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And they just balance. Who else? I was just going to say, they balanced each other out so well, and they were just the greatest couple. Oh, so well. And when they had problems, you know, they, they talked about it, and they knew that they would fight about it, but it was like, okay, we'll get, you know, we'll get through it. It was just so perfect. Yeah. Um. So I guess we we're talking about, like, other main characters from this show, Let's talk about Topher. So Topher is the other main military-related character. So Topher was also a former armor medic and ranger, and he and TC served together. Um, I mean, and they're very close friends. I mean, like, to the point where, like, Topher's kids, like, call TC, like, Uncle TC. Um, Mm -hmm. And Topher, you know unlike tc it's you know married and hat like that has kids like has a wife all the things um and eventually later on he becomes head of the er's night shift instead of jordan um and i mean tover is just like a very solid guy for most of the time that he's there um great friend great doctor you know very reliable um but I will say, one I did not expect, so the end of season three, it's like kind of one of those things where like not left up in the air as in like everyone's going to die, but left up in the air as like, every, he was in, so basically at the end of season three, he's fired by the new ER owner because mm. he was like willing to give um, like high tr- like cost treatments to people who like couldn't pay. And so he got fired, and everyone else, if Topher got fired, nobody else wanted to be there. So they were all like, well, we're kind of quitting. And, like, see, like, all our jobs are up in the air, and yay, whatever. But then so, again, because this is a summer show, the char- or the actor who plays Topher can – I'm going to say this. Leo? I never know how to pronounce. Lo- Leo? Um, I'm butchering yeah, that. So Ken- Leo. Kim Leung, I think so, yeah. I'm butchering that last name. I apologize. <laughs> um, 
But so he got attached to another project. So he doesn't come back for season four. And then instead of just like writing him off and like a Tover got another job somewhere and he and, you know, everyone's cool. No. What did they do? <laughs> in, I know where you're going with this. You know where I'm going with this. So, again, spoiler all around in this episode. In the second episode of season four, they, at the, like, kind of nonchalant, casually, at the end of season, th- that episode, they reveal that Topher and his oldest daughter were killed in a car accident. Not only do they kill Topher, they kill his daughter. Right. <laughs> and I was like, and then everyone just starts crying, and it's this whole thing, and I mean, obviously it's a very sad moment in um, San Antonio Memorial, but it's just like, what? Like, where did that come from? Literally, Jordan's crying, TC's like, holy crap, and we're over here like, the fuck? When I remember, like, like, TC's overseas at this point, and, like, when he gets the news, it's just like, what? Like. Right. I was just like, what? Like, I remember, because, like, we were obviously, like, this was just last summer, and it was just like, what the hell? Like, what is (laughs) happening? Um, So that was... An unfortunate way for, like, such a solid character to get written off. Um, I feel like, I mean, they could have done that probably somewhat better, but. Well, and what about how they, they decided to memorialize him, which was, like, a real half-ass thing. They just, like, put him in a plaque and made this, like, TC's Corner. Or not TC's Corner, uh, Tover's Corner. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, it's okay. But otherwise, I mean, again, Tover, great character, yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm going to end up saying this about a lot of characters. Um, but so then I guess that leads us to Paul as like the next yes. like biggest um, most. Yeah. So Paul, when he starts out, he was a resident, right? He was always a re- Yeah. He wasn't an intern. Was Something it? like that. He was he was lowest on the totem pole when he came in. Yeah. So he's a resident. Um, and basically... Paul's whole thing the whole season is so he, you know, had gone to top medical schools and all these things. And he had come from a fa- or family of famous doctors. His dad is a very famous surgeon, a la kind of like Meredith Grey and Ellis. Um, and so he, you know, really wants to prove himself against, you know, what people think of him and, you know, emerge from the shadow of his father. And so... That always, I mean, and it turns out really good for Paul. Paul, you know, I mean, Paul has some really tough moments, you know. He goes through a lot of things. I think one of my favorite Paul, I can't, was this season two when he has the whole thing with his patient dying and he ends up going fishing with his father, the patient's father? Was that season two? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, God, I don't remember that. You don't remember that storyline? No. He had, it was, like, lead poisoning. And so his patient, like, came in and wasn't feeling well or whatever. And then there was some kind of poisonous something that, like, kept him in the hospital and, like, isolated. And he got really attached, Paul got really attached to this patient. And then the patient ends up dying. And the patient, like, throughout the episode is talking about how he has this, like, fly fishing trip plan with his father and then Paul ends up going on the fly fishing trip with the patient's father oh hell no I don't remember that but that sounds like Paul Paul is like the Noah of night shift yes yeah Paul's Paul is like the little Noah 
Little Noah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Paul was great. I mean, but Paul worked his ass off, and then at the end of the series, unfortunately, I mean, Paul was really looking for a challenge because his father, again, his father started and became the new owner of the ER, and so his father was around a lot more, and he was really looking to break free from his father. So season four, and again, ends up being the series, but ends with Paul breaking out of his comfort zone and practicing medicine in Syria with different like a side character um that came in at that point but yeah so he was really he was like talking i mean he was very he was determined to make sure that he succeeded without any help and i think that's one of the things i loved about him i want to see noah get to that point not necessarily of like going to syria and like, <laughs> being like fuck all right but i want to see him get to that point where he's like i want to specialize in this and then just goes and kicks ass at it yeah 100 percent agree 100 percent agree mm-hmm. um but then i guess the last i will say most like character that had been there from the beginning is my other favorite character kenny oh kenny <sighs> So, Kenny is the, he's the only, like, well, he's not the only nurse, but, like, he's, like, the head nurse in charge. Um, And so, Kenny is, like, was an ex, like, college football player who became a nurse after, like, an injury ended up ending his sports career. Um, And he was, like, kind of one of those, like, recurring characters at season one but then became like a main character for the rest of the seasons um but I loved Kenny but Kenny was just always a ball of fun like he always kept things lighthearted around um but he obviously was always serious and like did the job that he was supposed to do but he was just always so much fun and yeah I loved Kenny okay we got we got to talk about his love interest though okay so Kenny and Krista Kenny and Gwen or Kenny and Bella Go. Kenny and Gwen. I loved Kenny and Krista. But yes, I'm kind of, well, I don't like how Gwen just up and left him. But did okay, if you liked Kenny and Krista, I think my problem is I didn't really like Krista. But did you like Kenny and Krista or did you like Krista and Chavez? No, I liked Kenny and Krista. Krista and Chavez felt weird. See, I think I liked Chris. I didn't even really like Krista that much, but I think I liked Kristen Chavez more. Well, I liked Kenny and Krista just because Krista came in with this giant, tough, emotional exterior. And then she got more and more comfortable with Kenny to the point that she finally was, like, willing to let him in. Yeah. I don't know. I think for me, it was just, like, with Kenny and... Krista it always just felt like Kenny was always second fiddle like at first because she had a crush on Drew until she learned he was gay remember oh shit yes she did and so at that point it was kind of like oh well like Kenny's here but like I really kind of like Drew whatever and then Travis comes in and it's the same thing like she and Kenny are dating and like but she's like oh I'm gonna flirt with Travis and then Travis like they kiss and Kenny sees it and it's like oh well no Good point. I completely forgot that she had a crush on Drew. Yeah, she had a big crush on Drew. And then she and Drew ended up becoming friends. Right. But 
I completely forgot about that. I okay. Well, I mean, I did like Kenny and Krista, but Kenny and Gwen were good too. Kenny and Bella, I feel like could have been fantastic if we had seen more of it. It just felt very fast. Yes. Like I don't even think they were together like four episodes before they were engaged. I mean, the hopeless romantic in me kind of sees that, though. I'm like, well, when you know, you know. But it would have been nice to see Kenny and Bella develop a little bit more. I agree. And I think I think the thing, too, like going off of the Kenny and Bella thing, I think, especially because of the way, because um, Paul's father. So Bella is Paul's sister. She was only really around for, like, the last couple episodes of season four, so not really worth otherwise like clarifying who she is because we didn't really know but I think the thing that I really liked was that or I thought would have been interesting had we gotten a season five was that Paul was always trying to escape from his father's shadow whereas because Kenny didn't grow up into it he was okay with being in it if it meant like getting the chance to be successful and being seen for like what he brings to the table but Paul was always trying to escape from it. So I think just that dynamic of, like, Kenny wanting to jump into, like, his future father-in-law's shadow, whereas, like, Paul's trying to escape from it, I thought would have been really cool. Um, but we, of course, never got there. Right. Right. But. Yeah. I mean, oh, what about, yeah. um. And I then. We're talking yes. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, no, no, I was, was going to start transitioning, just... so go ahead. Yeah, go for it, go for it, go for it. Well, so, okay, so then, so those are, like, the characters who had been around, like, were around from the beginning, like, were on for all four episodes. Um, And then, or uh, not for all four episodes, all four seasons. And then you have some characters who were, like, in and out and, like, that we kind of have to mention, but, like, they were here and then they weren't here and whatever. So then, so there's Shannon, who Shannon was, I guess, the most recent character who, like, came in later and, like, was there from till the end. So Shannon was there from season three and season four. And she was also a resident and, or intern, intern. Um, and she was there and she and Paul kind of had a little thing going on. But, and she pushed Paul's buttons to the extreme. Um, oh yeah, and she was always just kind of sarcastic, and she talked, you know, in a very like, like, just like you could never really tell if she was being sarcastic or serious or whatever. But she cared. I mean, like, she had a heart of gold underneath her like rough exterior. But that season, I mean, you don't get to really, like. I don't know what it would have happened with her in season five because like she ends up. Like, season four ends with her going to seek residency somewhere else. That's not San Antonio Memorial. So, I don't know what would have happened to her. But she was a good character. Um, and then you have... We mentioned Krista. And then you have Ragosa and Chavez. And they're all around for one and two. But then they all kind of leave after season two. And they're never really mentioned after that. Um, so... But they were, like, when they were on, they were main characters. Yes. Um, but I liked, I mean, I liked Ragosa. Ragosa, Ragosa grew on me. I was kind of sad when he left because, you know, it was like, oh, I, like, you spend two seasons, like, finally getting me to like the guy. And then he's gone. Um, 
Yeah, and he he was starting to make growth too, and then they were like, "Nah, fuck it, we're just gonna ship him off somewhere." Yeah, I, again, I that was probably an actor like the actor like getting a different role, but yeah, he's on a. I think he's on Bull now on CBS. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong. I don't know. And then, like I said, I wasn't a big fan of Crystal. Like, I never hated her, but I also, like, don't think I liked her. I don't know. I'm, like, so indifferent on Krista. Gwen was another minor one. I liked Krista, though. I, I just, I don't know. I liked her. Gwen was another minor character, but her, uh, the actress who played her is just, like, huge on Broadway. Who? Merle Dandridge? If I I think so. I, if she's not huge on Broadway, she's got a real big storied acting career. Yeah, she does. She's also currently on, I think it's called Greenleaf. On, she's on a series on OWN um, and, like, kicking uh, ass and taking – that's why she left. Like, that's the role she got that, like, took her off of Night Shift. That's why she broke Kenny's heart, but I'm not bitter. Yeah. Um, but then there's other characters – I mean, like, again, other characters to mention. Molly and Jocelyn, who were, like – like they were there from season one like they were they're always there but they're just i mean nurses like they're kind of like the um fuck why can't i think of her name on med um are you thinking of monique no well no what is the other one what is the other doris, doris. although much more likable than doris but like to that level <laughs> Like, so much more likable than Doris. I loved Molly and Jocelyn. But, like, to that level in terms of, like, they didn't really ever have storylines. Well, Jocelyn had some storylines towards the end. Kenny had a thing with Jocelyn. <laughs> Kenny he? hooked up with everybody. Yeah, he did have a thing with Jocelyn. <laughs> he was our little severide of the night shift. Yeah. But so then, like, Molly and Jocelyn were always around. And then in season four, Diaz, remember when Mark Consuelos was on the night shift? Fuck yes, and that's what I was dying to get to because we love Mark Consuelos. I love Mark Consuelos so much. Oh my god, I love him so much. I'm completely okay with the fact that he left to go to Riverdale. I am so, or was it Pitch? No. My, my, my timeline's messed up, but I love Mark Consuelos. It was after Pitch pre-Riverdale. Okay. But yes, I remember Diaz. I did not like him with Jordan, but I love Mark Consuelos. Yeah, I, I, I've all, I've been a big Mark Consuelos fan my whole life. But yeah, oh, Diaz, Diaz was a weird. Diaz was an okay character, but like he left, he was kind of shady. Um, but I love Mark Consuelos, so can never do any wrong. So he gets away with it. Yeah, yeah. But then they had like TC's like side piece in season four, Amira. Um, then there's Sid, who was BFFs with Drew, and Drew goes back overseas for, like, three episodes in season three. Yep. Um, Julian, which is Paul's father. Landry, as we mentioned from season one. Okay, we have to talk about Annie. I was just going to say, what about Annie? <laughs> what about Annie? Oh, Annie. Okay, so Annie. Okay, so Annie... TC's sister-in-law, right? Yeah, so Annie is TC's sister-in-law, and she at first kind of gets introduced as, like, Someone who's constantly in and out of TC's life um, because she has, you know, some drug problems because she, too, has a form of PTSD. I mean, she was never overseas herself, but she very much was supposed to represent, you know, like spouses and like how things just because they're not actually overseas doesn't mean like they don't also experience trauma. Um, she was married to TC's deceased brother. Yes. And so. Yes. But so, yeah, so she was always kind of in and out. She and Jordan never really got along. And so 
she was in and out at first and then she comes and she's around for a while she had a thing with scott for a while um she was with scott for a while scott it's scott they ended up revealing had a drinking problem oh yeah because then he gets in the accident and, yeah we're gonna get there but um yeah so annie comes back or so annie's around and then god okay so it's season three season four god i wish i'd looked this up on what i'm trying to see if i could find it when when annie yeah season four okay yeah, 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 yeah so it's the beginning of season four so annie comes back and whatever and so she basically like ends up coming back to like patch things up with scott and jordan or whatever and then she ends up like going on a hike of some sort and like she's basically doing the eat pray love thing right but then it takes a turn for the worst and she like jumps off a bridge and attempts suicide and then we don't know what we never find out yeah and I remember reading, like, after season four, like, talks with um, Gabe Sachs, and they were, like, you know, at the point, like, they're, like, we could have forced, you know, like, a thing, you know, like, some sort of resolution, but it just didn't feel right with, like, the storytelling and the way it was going to go, but they're, like, we were always going to address it, like, early on in season five, but, like, (laughs) what happened to Annie? Like, we don't know, like, you you don't see any suicide you don't actually see like what happened like you don't see the results so like no you do you do if i remember correctly uh, you see her jumping off she the, puts the back you see her jumping yeah. off the bridge but like you don't see the aftermath of it you just assume yeah but <laughs> the whole rest of the season was spent like banging on the counter and being like why is nobody asking about annie (laughs) well and then they like god what don't they like send someone doesn't fuck what happens they like hire an investigator for like one episode and then like nothing ever comes after that either yeah i don't remember which who hired was it scott or was it tc it sounds like something scott would do i think that was a scott thing But, yeah, and it's just, like, what – like, literally, I wrote in our outline. I was like, what about Annie? What happened? Like, nobody knows what happened to Annie. I mean, we do, but we don't. It's a forever mystery. Well, like, the thing is, they don't know. So, like, we have an idea that she attempted suicide and, like, ends up probably killing herself. But TC doesn't know. Scott doesn't know. Nobody knows what happens to Mm -hmm. Annie. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it's just one of those. But Annie was a good character. Annie was a good character. And I actually really and liked her with Scott. she and Scott were good for each I was, other. Yeah, I was going to say, I actually liked her with Scott a lot. I liked her with Scott more than I liked Jordan with Scott. I really liked Scott. I mean, I really liked Scott, but I liked Annie with Scott better than I liked Jordan with Scott. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so while we're on characters, before I go back to the army stuff that I wanted to touch on, I also want to say in terms of characters, one of the things that I thought the night shift did so well, and then I thought set them apart from other medical shows were that they were always really good at bringing back beloved and memorable patients, like back from more stories and like whether they were patients again, or even just like 
in a part of the story in other ways, they were always brought back and it was just always such a nice little like Easter egg for fans of the show. Yeah. Um, who, who comes to mind for you? So I have a couple written down. So there's Mac who, when you're first introduced to Mac, he was helping Topher and TC when they go over to, fuck, where were they going? Syria to get their Topher's like beloved patient at the end of season two, which is where TC is when he finds out about Jordan's whole thing. Ooh. So Mac is the guy that's like helping them overseas. And then Mac comes back at the end of season three and is out there in the woods with Scott and Jordan when they are in the, that's Mac. And then Mac is the one who dies in the middle of season four and, like, has the whole funeral and that whole thing. Fuck me up. So that's all Mac. So literally Mac had, like, three very distinct storylines. And then I think about Bennett, who – I don't remember which season this was. All the seasons start to blur together at some point. But Bennett was the army medic who got hurt in, like, a factory fire or some sort of whatever – and, like, he was trying to take classes with the VA, but he couldn't get them to, like, because he wanted to be a medic or a certified medic, like, over back stateside. But, like, he couldn't get it worked out. Oh. And then they end yeah, up. I remember him. And then they end up seeing him again, like, a couple different times because he does eventually get certified to be a medic. And so, like, he's just at different scenes because he's a medic now. And then the other one I think of besides Brianna, because Brianna's, like, a little bit of a different case, um, is I think about Malik, which is the kid that got paralyzed in the car accident yes like he came back yes. again after his initial storyline so so good and they're always at, i like, forgot about those well, and those are just like not only were they just like fun because they came back and it was like oh yeah like he was a patient once a time but they were just always they were just good storylines and good characters and like they all brought out something in the main characters who were around those other these character these patients and it was just so good the whole show so well done yeah but i do kind of want to go back and like finish our little bit of our trying to find it in that line our army conversation so and one of the things i want to talk about is just obviously we talked about well there's two things kind of going off of the got your sick stuff but something that just made them stayed out in terms of like getting veterans involved in the show was so for episode seven of season four it was an episode that was written and directed by and guest starred real veterans and like ended up being obviously dedicated to the all of the united states armed air forces or armed forces but i mean there's an entire list that they put out of you know everyone and how they were involved on the show whether it was guest stars who started as patients or writers or producers or the director timothy busfield directed that episode and he was in i don't remember which brands of service but like it was literally just like they listed everybody who had been involved and i just thought that was so cool because not only did the show go so far as to represent veterans on screen properly but they did their best that they could you know in terms of like getting veterans job on set as well and like in the background and I just thought that was just such a like mind-blowing idea to me that like they did that um but it was just it was very powerful and I remember like watching that episode and it was the episode right after Mac dies and so they're having 
his funeral and they have a protest at his funeral and it was just it was just a very powerful episode um yeah i remember that i I remember i feel like as the show went on and they realized that they had a following and they had this platform then they started to kind of be like all right let's run with this and 407 was fantastic probably one of the best of the series for sure and so again there's a couple more things in terms of like army stuff that i want to touch on um but so season four ends with because again i know you okay so fun fact gina's never seen the last episode of the night shift (laughs) um um, but so season four ends with there's this whole storyline about them possibly being awarded an army contract to help like start and establish like a military medicine training program and so season four ends with them being awarded this contract and they have the idea to like expand it to other branches of the service and i think this like in terms of when we're talking about like how it really grew into something like it might not have been as good as the beginning but but the night shift really grew into a show that just like had so much potential and it was so different and so refreshing I thought that would have been like the idea that would have been like this would have set them apart from all other medical shows like that is where they had their most potential is like them establishing this military medicine training program and like focusing even more on that rather than the ER part. Like, I just, that had so much of potential, and I was looking forward to that so much. Like, I hate that it got canceled before they could get into that. Yeah, no, for sure. That that could have been a jumping point to huge things that could have kept the show around until now. Yeah, and I just, I, again, I that's where I thought, like, had the show still been, had the show been like airing this summer and like we had a season five like I think that would have been like what got them like not that would have like taken them from underdog status to like I don't know what the actual word is when you're not an underdog but <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say and then the last thing just before yeah. we talk about like our ideas that we had for like a possible one Chicago crossover um Again, we talked a lot about how they portray, you know, they were really big for veteran representation and army representation. And they did towards the, like, season three and four especially, they did have moments where they would take their characters overseas and, you know, have them placed in that. But what were your thoughts on that? Like, because what I'm thinking about is, like, so Drew goes overseas for two episodes in the beginning of season three, and then TC is overseas for five episodes in the beginning of season four. What were your thoughts in those episodes? Like, do you think they took away from what they were trying to do in terms of veteran representation? Do you think it added anything? Did you like them? Did you hate them? Like, what were your thoughts? Um, when you say that it was only two and five episodes, I'm like, that that's all it was? Because it felt like longer. I wasn't, I was mixed on it. Sometimes I didn't mind it. Sometimes I was like, I need them back together. It's just, that's just how well, I need it. So with Drew, I didn't mind. Right. Yeah. That's but that's go ahead, I was just like, that's kinda how I feel. But when you talk about it to being two and five, it doesn't sound like that long in when you say two episodes and five episodes, but season mm-hmm. four was ten episodes, so T C was literally overseas for half a season. Yeah. So like in that that's case when it's I was long. like, This is too much. Right. I think for what was the season Go ahead. Go ahead. No. no I, was, I was gonna say, what was the season with the the TC and Sid cliffhanger? That's at the end of season three. 
So that leads into, okay. like, TC being overseas for five episodes in season four. So I guess it's really six, because he's overseas for the season three finale. So, yeah. I feel like he's overseas for more of it, though, because at the end of season three, like, he does something. He, like, fucks up some relationship and is like, I'm running away to Syria. But that's when I wasn't crazy about it, because there was stuff going on back home that I was like, TC needs to be here. He needs to, like, he needs to know about Annie. He needs to know about Topher. He, you know, he needs to be in the middle of everything with the people who love him. Yeah. Um, see, for me, so, I didn't even think it, like, I mean, obviously, TC was overseas for just way too long, and especially because... The night shift, like I said, was only 10 episodes that season. Like, the fact that he was overseas for five was kind of ridiculous. Just because I wanted them to be all that together. And I was just like, this is annoying. Like, what is happening? But the reason I more so brought it up was just because, to me, the night shift was always about this veteran aspect. And, like, their life Mm -hmm. after the military that I almost... I almost thought the military scenes, like, when they're actually overseas... In some ways, it kind of took away how important what they were doing in San Antonio was. And not that, it, mm-hmm. not that I didn't think that it was good and not that I didn't think it was good for the characters. But I was just like, wow, like the stuff that they're doing for veterans and that representation on the ground in San Antonio, like when they're showing that, I was like, that to me was just so important that like when they're actually having like military scenes that you can find in other movies and stuff, I was like, oh, well, this is cool. But like, that's not why I was invested in the show. No, I do feel like they did a good job of showing the balance though. of Like this is what their lives are like because, you know, Drew's in the reserves. He could get called back to duty at any right. time. You know, this is what it's like. This is part of TC's life. He can go back when he chooses and things like that. So they did a good job. But I think having TC over there for too long started to detract a little bit. Yeah, it just, it was a lot. But mm-hmm. still good. Although his season four girlfriend, girlfriend, fuck buddy, whatever we're calling her, that was not okay either. I don't even remember her name. That's how important she was to me. I just know she was played by Annalyn McCord. No, that's season three. I'm talking about season four. Shit. Oh, Amira. Yes. Now I remember. I don't remember Annalyn McCord's character's name, but yeah, she was the worst. (laughs) (laughs) She was. Although she did the great thing. She bailed Drew out of jail. So props to her for that. Right. Other than that, she could fuck off. I don't care. Um... (laughs) So I guess we'll kind of just start to, like, wrap things up with, so, again, as we mentioned, we came up with this idea back between season three and season four. In case season three, it hadn't gotten picked up for season four, we were like, well, we have all these ideas for how they can cross over with One Chicago, and specifically Med, and, like, yada, yada, yada. And there was never, like, we didn't have, like, storylines planned out. Like, this wasn't, like, a, you know case by case like we we're, we're not writer television writers although gina wants to be one i am not so that is not how this goes we just had like ideas more yeah <laughs> so like we wanted tc Choi, drew and rick would have been like the best bromance of all time like they would have had the best drinks together like it would just been great what about jay and mouse don't forget about them oh, yeah yeah, see, I wasn't, I just, I didn't expand it to PD, but yeah, great, great call. It would have just been, oh, like, the best throw time. Oh, like, mm-hmm. it would have been, fit in so well. 
And they would have had each other's backs and always been like a source of support. Oh my god, it would have been so great. I feel like Choi and Topher would have kind of... Oh yeah, Topher, I freaking write Topher Yeah, I feel like they would have like led the charge though. Like if one of them was going through something and wasn't talking, Choi and Topher would be like, the fuck? Like, something's going on. What ha- What the hell? Yeah. And then you would have had TC definitely would have hit on Nat because he's TC yes. and duh. Um, and then, like, Will and, Rose, Will and Rose would never approve of TC. Like, ever. No. Never. Never. But Will would be, like, not secretly jealous, but Will would be like, holy shit, that guy's so cool. He has tats and rides a motorcycle and whoa. And I am not. <laughs> I'm just a dork. <laughs> yeah i'm just a dork (laughs) yeah yeah it would have been great and then we talked about how nat and jordan they would have clashed but they would have been fun to see together yeah they definitely would have clashed tc and Rhodes would have clashed too oh for sure this tc hit on um becker oh hell yeah (laughs) Absolutely, TC hits on Becker. But Becker is totally a sucker for him. She's like, he's such a bad boy. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, Ava's totally into him. Yeah. And then Kenny and Maggie have this incredible bonding over being, like, head nurses. But also, I think they would be a great couple. They would be a great couple. And then poor Atwater would be like, hey. Hey, I would have been. Basically, all of the. (laughs) I would have been here for that love triangle. All of the Chicago people would be like, whoa, these San Antonio people are so cool. Like, yeah, they would have been like, oh, can we be like them? Can we be friends with them? When Drew and Rick, like, if you transport that whole family into Chicago, like, Drew and Rick give you your LGBTQ representation that we've been talking about for only forever. Yeah, and uh, Brianna could play with the Herman kids. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It would be the best. It would have been amazing. Just take those two universes How, and How, okay, them something I just thought about, though. How, Brianna's, like, what? Brianna's, like, 11? Maybe a little older. She's, like, she might be 13. She's, like, 11 or 13. 13 doesn't sound right. I feel like she's 11. I'm just trying to compare. How old was Nathan? Nathan. Okay, wait, uh, wait, Nathan Scott or Nathan the kid that Severide saved from the bulldozer? No, Nathan the kid that Severide saved from the bulldozer. <laughs> okay, this was season two. Nathan was probably like 10. I'm just trying to think, can he and Brianna be friends? Oh, I thought you were making crack ships over here. I was like, I'm here for this. I can do this. <laughs> I mean, if they, can they, be they, I mean, they can be a crack ship, sure. But I was just more thinking, like, can they be friends? But, like, if you want to say that, like, future down the road they get married, then sure. Down the road when Nathan becomes a CFD firefighter and Brianna is enjoying her new life in Chicago. And follows sure. in the path of her dad and becomes a doctor. And then we've become full yes. circle. We've come full circle. It's Chicago night med shift. <sighs> yeah. I really hate that they couldn't have ever crossed over. Like, it just... They were fucking on NBC. They were both on NBC. I know. So good. Such a seriously underrated show. Yeah. 
I mean, really, I feel like, I mean, we did it. I mean, it's so hard because there's four seasons worth of stuff to talk about. And, I mean, we tried to obviously do our best with what we could. But really, I highly, highly, highly recommend watching this show. I'm trying to think. I mean, obviously, it's hard because I want to recommend episodes for the people to watch. Like, that obviously aren't with just the pilot. Because I feel like, again, season one is not the night shift at its best. My, what is your first, like, do you have a favorite episode that you would recommend people watch? Mm, oh, goodness. There is an episode that, gosh, I had a couple. There is an episode where Paul and Kenny have a very important discussion about race. Oh, and it's in, I, I'm trying to, I'll, yeah, I'll find it real quick. Hold on. It's season three or season four. That is a good one. There's it's also three. a good one. I know that. I'm trying to think. Three. Yeah, hold on. I'll tell you a second. There's also one that has to do with the gun debate. And all I remember is that there was a shooting outside the hospital and Kenny protects Jordan, even though they're on different sides of the issue. Oh, I think that one's four. The one where you're talking about with Paul is, I think, is 304 with like the court case okay. and the white police officer who shoots the black kid. I think so. So that's 304. I think, hold on, I'm going to see if I can find the gun debate one. Because I have a couple, they're not as serious as that one, but I will tell mine in a second. Hold on. Um, Maybe I can't find it. I don't remember which one that one is. I should have done it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the ones that I I have three that I would recommend people watch. So 106 is the episode that we were talking about. So it's the episode where Rick comes back for the first, like Rick's on his way home from being overseas and like he and Drew are supposed to reunite. Drew's, I mean, Rick's whole platoon gets in an accident and then it's the first time that anyone in the hospital meets Rick. And then it's the episode where, like, Drew has his big moment. Very good episode. Like, my one of my favorite episodes of The Night Shift by far. So Highly good. recommend that one. One of my favorite Night Shift episodes. I don't really know why I like this one. I think it was just such a good finale. Um, is the season two finale. Ugh, yes. So there's all the stuff with Jordan and TC. Tover's going through some up and down shit with his his marriage. But then they're also going through, there's like some snipers on the loose. Um, and so they're like roaming San Antonio and people are getting shot and it's crazy. Um, it's just a good episode. Like, I, it, it's just a good episode. It hurts. Like the TC and Jordan stuff hurts, but it's it's good. But it also ends on a positive note it's on so one case because Drew and Rick have their whole thing about proposing to each other at the end of that episode. Um, so highly recommend the season two finale. I also, what we were just talking about, just like one of the best um, episodes of the series is, um, 407, which is the episode that is directed, written, guest starring all real life veterans. I mean, it's a great episode. Um, and the thing with this show too, that, you know, I want to make sure I point out because I, you know, I watch a lot of television with my mom and one of the things she never got into night shift. And one of the things that I had to keep explaining to her, I'm like, this is a medical show. Yes, but it marches to the beat of its own drum. It does its own thing. So, yes, it's a medical show, but it's a different medical show. Right. So if you. It's more than a medical show. This to be, 
Exactly, exactly. And so if you go in expecting this to be a Grey's or like Code Black or insert other medical show here, you're going to be disappointed. It's its own thing. Right. It. I'm like, I, I honestly think, I mean, obviously it's a drama, so like the relationship part of it is obviously way more important too. But I honestly almost think you could call it more of like an army med- military drama than a medical drama. Like, mm-hmm. I almost think the yeah, medical is just, like, there. Mm-hmm. Like, it really is so much more about the military than anything. For sure. Yes. Yeah, and they do a good job of keeping that centered to, you know, what the show is and who they are. Yeah. But as we, I mean, as we talked about this whole episode, I mean, we literally cannot recommend The Night Shift enough. We're sad that it's over. I mean, it's almost been a year, but yeah. Go binge it. It's all on Netflix, mm-hmm. all four seasons. You have no excuse unless you don't have Netflix. But Like, go now. Once you finish this episode, go on Netflix and start binging. Yeah. And give it a few episodes. Yeah. Yes. Don't quit after the pilot. Please. <laughs> Please. It's just like any other show. It takes a couple episodes to get in the swing of things. Yeah. Give it till, give it till the end of season one. It's only eight. Ep- it's only eight episodes. You can give it till the end of season one. Yeah, and season one ends with a bang. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think you have anything else to add about the night shift? She good? Not that I can think of. Oh, I just love this show so much. Same. So much. But yeah, that's all for our discussion of the night shift. I'm so glad we finally got to do this because. Now at least you have some kind of context for when we bring up the night shift in other episodes because you know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it is going to happen. Um, but yeah, so as always, you can find us on all social media platforms. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Meet Us at Molly's, right across the board. You can find all of our past episodes on our website, meetusatmollys.com. You can, as we mentioned earlier in the episode, but if you see anything um, and you want to reach out, feel free to DM us or you can email us, meetusamollies at gmail.com. You have other just things you want to talk to us about, you can hit us up individually on Twitter. I am at BrinaK13 and Gina. I am at Gina Watches TV. Yeah, so we will be back next week with we don't know yet we're not there yet (laughs) but we i will say this in the next before the shows come back we have some very exciting things we're working on so we beyond just episodes that we're putting out this summer we're working on some very exciting things so yeah it's gonna be great stay tuned tuned. yeah stay tuned um but yeah so until then till episode 72 drops whenever that may be (laughs) hope you guys are all enjoying your summers and we will talk to you guys then bye